Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Monaco Grand Prix edition. I've been looking forward to this one for quite some time, purely because of the heated discussions that we usually have. I'm Matt. I'm Jess. I'm Tommy. And we are going to have some fun today, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who's going to have the most fun. Mm, Should be interesting. (laughs) Did you hear that smug little... "Mm, mm, Yeah, uh, I bet you just pray the day before, like, please be good, please be a good race, please be a good race, just so I can stick it to Well, to be fair, you might be surprised. Oh, okay. But before we dive into the Monaco Grand Prix, let's do a quick uh, three-word race review, which was the, uh, the, the most liked on our Instagram. And that was from George underscore Giannis underscore for Nicky Lauda. Obviously, very sad news uh, the passing of one of the greats, um, not only in motorsport, but, you know, in, in aviation. You know, he did so many things. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, uh, in terms of respect and the amount of posts I saw about Nicky yeah. Lauda, it was unbelievable. Like, everywhere I looked, there was some, a, a sort of a, a word of respect from someone. Mm-hmm. Shows what an icon he was that, like, every team ran stuff, like, both uh, Hamilton and Vettel had, you know, louder tribute helmets. There, there was loads, wasn't there, at the weekend, which I thought was really good. Yeah, and I really liked the red hats and, you know, the kind of just the whole paddock was, I, I don't know, it, it wasn't, it was it was strange. Because obviously we had Charlie Whiting not too long ago and that was like a huge wave of, of sadness. Then we had Nicky Lauder, who, you know, he kind of defied death, didn't he? Yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways. And, and for him to have made 70 was a miracle in itself, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I was trying to find the right way to word it as well, but it's not like, it's obviously really sad, but like what a life he lived and to to get to 70 after the, the crash he had. And what I really liked about the tributes and stuff, it was more like a celebration mm. of him as a person, like the red hats. And I, I loved on the grid that um, Toto Wolf said that, Nikki would be watching this going, you all look stupid. That was just part of his personality there, wasn't yeah. it? It was that kind of straight talking, no nonsense stuff that F1 really needs. Cause there's a lot of like, like spin and people just kind crap. of, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I saw a great comment that was like, instead of the minute of silence, they should have had a minute of like honest chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everyone can no just bullshit. say what they want for a, a minute. Yeah. And, yeah. and he did. Yeah. He was very honest, and you know, you kind of got an insight into the workings of Mercedes, at least uh, when when things went wrong. You know, he'd just be like, "Well, he was at fault." You know, <laughs> and yeah. it was just it was brilliant to see. Right, let's move on to the race now, uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. Tommy, let's start with your three word race review. That was Monaco. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, for I, the, thought you, I thought for you'd audio, have that reaction for audio listeners. We all just eye rolled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd have that reaction. It was funny actually because I messaged. Um, Jack Aitken, obviously, if if you've if you're new to our podcast, last uh, last time we did Monaco, it was very much me and Jack versus you two of we like Monaco, we hate Monaco, like yeah. we like we're in the like Monaco camp, and you guys were hate Monaco. Um, I wasn't hate. I think Jess yeah. was hate. I yeah. was kind of dislike, D- kind of dislike. Uh, but for me, that race was everything Monaco should be. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that there was loads of overtaking and you know it was a crazy like the greatest race it wasn't ever. a classic no but i'd argue, argue i'd argue it was a classic like i think that race will be remembered because of the drama because of hamilton's drive because of verstappen a bit like mansell and senna in 92 it was kind of that kind of vibe but for me that was like the perfect monaco race where you've got strategy like people are on different strategies. There was a bit of overtaking as well, which I thought was great. 
like Leclerc, obviously he had the the perils of Monaco where you do an amazing move, which I jumped up in the air and cheered because like, for me, an overtake at Monaco is so special. Mm. Like Leclerc would have just breezed past everyone in DRS and probably been sixth by lap 10, Yeah, which other tracks, you know, fair play, that's fine. But for me, it's special that one race in a year we get that where it's more of a challenge yeah okay fair enough um and there are people that agree with you and and to be fair i agree with you for this year i thought it was a a brilliant race i really did enjoy it for monaco as well when you have such low expectations although at the same time we had very high expectations going into the race with sky sports and everyone else saying it's a 90 percent chance of rain and we got about three droplets um at sal underscore monroe says pretty cool actually roberto carlos i don't think it's the actual one uh, says better than expected and fan underscore nans uh, nerve-wracking af now i'll allow that even though it's technically four words but uh, it was nerve-wracking it was tense and i think that was the the as you say that was monaco you know you're not gonna see bundles of overtaking but at the same time i was absolutely glued thanks to the mercedes strategists you have to say without that we wouldn't have had anywhere near as good a race so you know it was a blunder from them um and you know they'd been seen by a lot of people as being flawless throughout this season but that's because they never really had any pressure and as soon as they had a little bit of pressure how how painful for ferrari that um mercedes bottle their strategy and still win (laughs) yeah Yeah, ferrari do it and you know there's consequent huge consequences and everyone's on their back but yeah I, I love the race personally. What about you? <laughs> Looking at me. What about me. you, Jess? Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was very happy. And I think, you know, I'd been quite honest with Tommy and I'd messaged him um, after qualifying. Because qualifying, don't get me wrong, I love watching Monaco qualifying. I absolutely awesome. love it. I don't think there's any other track where you can see a car like at full tilt the swimming and pool section is just exactly. unbelievable. Like that literally like is like goosebumps, like watching those cars through. It's, it's awesome. And just, I think there's no more, I don't know if there, if there is another track where you can have that same look, maybe Singapore, but the respect of the drivers, you know, the amount of skill and attention that they have to apply going around those streets is phenomenal. And it's just for me, usually Sunday lets it all down. And Yes, it was not a horrible Monaco, and I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. It's a bit like, though, so you know how we said the same thing about Baku, right? Baku is meant to give you all the ingredients for an absolutely crazy race, and we've had, it's been 50-50 now, two Mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal races and two kind of a bit more meh races because, you know, things haven't aligned or or you know whatever and I think Monaco we just had a lot of like crazy stuff happening obviously a lot of it played into the part like Charles being kicked out in Q1 that was drama that then fed into the race and then gave us something that spiced up Monaco I think if we hadn't have had that maybe we wouldn't have had as much going on mm. so and again like you can't you can't live on what if so yeah. I, I, bullet point it wasn't a boring race I still struggle with the fact that a limping car still won, which See, for me, I know you're yeah, going to yeah. say that that is that's Monaco, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I totally I, understand. A part yeah. of me does agree because a, a lot of people come at me, and I think I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I express myself, but everyone thinks I hate everything. 
<laughs> which isn't true Bottas I freaking feels love, that way <laughs> I love F1 and yeah okay maybe this race proved me wrong um, in terms of whether it should stay on the calendar or not I still think we have to look into like because that's not going to be like next year it might be boring again and then we'll be back to how many boring races for a good race are we going to balance and say we're happy with Tommy forever he wouldn't care if there was 25 more boring races at Monaco you'd still love it and that's that's fine so maybe I need to kind of like the thing is like everyone's I feel about it I I agree with you like everyone's entitled to their opinion like Mm. some people love watching strategy some people love watching overtakes like yeah I saw comments that were like oh uh there was way more overtaking at Indy it's like well yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah, no <laughs> like shit. It's, a, it's like a 2.5 mile oval with cars that are designed to slipstream. Like, of course it is. Like, what I love about Monaco, and I think some people confuse, like, I love Monaco, every race should be Monaco. No, Mine no. is like, it's one race one in the race, year yeah. where you get something different. Like, last year, Daniel Ricciardo won when Mercedes and Ferrari were the most dominant teams. Daniel Ricciardo won. Like, I remember Mercedes winning when Red Bull were really dominant. Like, Jules Bianchi got a point in a manner. Two like, points. Yeah, two points, sorry, yeah. yeah. I, yes, it is ridiculous. I totally understand how some people can think it's almost farcical and stupid. But for me, I, I just want F1 to be unpredictable in that race. Like, no one knows when to pit. Safety car comes out and... Daniel Ricciardo and Magnussen pitted and you thought that's definitely the right thing and yeah. then they got absolutely shafted but I think and it, you know, like, do you know what I mean like it yeah, can change the pole sitter still won in a car that on any other circuit and again like we're doing what ifs and taking situations out and putting putting them in new circuits or whatever yeah. but you know Max in my eyes Max deserved to win that race like, yeah. I, mean, I mean Lewis like okay so everyone's coming out and saying was that the drive of the generation, like he was under pressure for the entire time, but also, and not not to take away the win from him because I think he was a, this is the, I'm going to sound contradictory here. He didn't do anything that would leave him undeserving of a win. Obviously the Mercedes strategists arguably got it wrong. Did yeah, get it wrong. Get it wrong. <laughs> but, well, no, they didn't because he still won the race because it's Monaco. And they, like, even though, like, his tires could have blown up and it would have been a DNF and that would have been catastrophic, the strategist was still 100% sure that he was going to make it to the end. And, I mean, you, Tommy was messaging me during the race going, my heart is beating so fast, my heart is beating so fast. But I was sat there going, there's no way Max is going to overtake him. So unless his tires blow out, he's... There's no way he's lost this race. Yeah, but it's Max Verstappen. Like, he was yeah. always going to go for a lunge. And he did, like, make an attempt, albeit it wasn't really there. But the argument you said about, like, Hamilton, um, I saw uh, Seen Through Glass, Sam, who was on this podcast, wasn't he? Canada last, last year. year yeah. yeah. Almost um, a year ago, geez. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, so if you're listening, because he did say he listened. But yeah. Um, <laughs> He put something on his Instagram that said, uh, let's be honest, if, if it was any other track, Verstappen would have overtaken in two laps and gone. Mm-hmm. My argument is, Hamil- like, it was only because of Monaco that Verstappen was anywhere near Hamilton anyway, because Hamilton could have checked out yeah. Yeah. with medium tyres and pitted. And pitted again, yeah. 
and but it would have been fine. This, this so is the thing. Like, like it's you can't take yeah. you can't take one situation out of exactly. the mix and There's say so Max would have won because yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like it, anywhere else, and you would have had to have pitted, yeah. and that would have been the end of it. So. I'm kind of like I'm really conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can see I don't why really people know. don't like it because it is like for me I love it but I completely understand that some people are like this is farcical. Yeah. Um, like because there were things like we'll probably go into it later like Lando Norris just cruising around to help his teammate mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like yeah. you can do that at Monaco and some people might think that's unsporting but and then you get the other people that think you know that's Monaco. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I think, for me, Hamilton's drive definitely rates above Daniel Ricciardo's purely because... I mean, they were two completely separate issues, uh, but the difference is Ricciardo had less power, which clearly at Monaco doesn't matter as much. That's why Red Bull are so much closer to Mercedes, etc. Whereas Hamilton had uh, a variable in his car where his front left was hardly getting round the hairpin. Like, yeah, he had he, so much understeer. He had to manage... Like, he could have snatched a break at any point during that race when his tyres had gone. And yeah. I think that's where it kind of puts up, puts his performance a lot higher. Purely and I because think having a driver like Max Verstappen behind you, yeah. who you know, if any sniff of an opportunity, like... Verstappen would have gone for it like if he's ever so slightly wide at a certain corner he'd dive down the inside do you know what I mean like yeah. so like that's even more pressure to with, the, with and the thing that frustrates me when you know when I see loads and loads of people saying where's Monaco you know he's gonna win you know that it's Monaco in a formal like it's, it's as I'm sure you you agree you know it's such an impressive spectacle and to be on such degrading tyres where he is literally as I say failing to get around the hairpin almost you know he is in a situation that he's not used to 60 odd laps on the mediums his car was handling like an absolute donkey and he's going around Monaco at that that high, uh, such high speeds you know for me that that kind of gives well the the, the Williams were actually going faster than um Hamilton was towards yeah. the end like the Williams were lapping quicker than than Hamilton but that's because yeah as you say like he was he was in massive management mode yeah um but yeah he, you know he wasn't going I, I guess like yeah it's just I mean but the, the, it, I guess it's kind of linking into my three-word race review which is uh Lewis it's James um that's a really good impression <laughs> um it's this this the strategist really had to, I mean Bono his Lewis's race engineer had to massively manage Lewis's state of mind around because of the pressure Max was putting on and I think you know he was so sure that his tires were not going to make it that he was going to throw it all away that he was going to lose it all um it's it was quite but it's still Monaco. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, Matty. Like he had to do so much to manage that car, but because of the state of Monaco, yeah. I think he was, it was, it played into his hands more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without yeah, like, a doubt. Track position is everything. That's like a unique trait of Monaco. Yeah. Cause like, I, I, I tweeted during the race, there was like 15 laps to go and he was like, I can't make it. And I was like, what are you going to do? Literally at Monaco. You, yeah. you are fine. Have you, have you ever watched Monaco? Yeah. All like, you have to do well, is 2015, he did pit. Yeah. And he, and he lost, lost the race. It. Yeah. And I think he's spoken about that and he's admitted afterwards, you know, I was never, I was never going to pit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I said in uh, internet's best reactions was that I'm kind of like, 
I, I understand that he probably was quite frustrated. Yeah. But at the same time, has he sold an absolute... Obviously, Red Bull weren't going to try and overtake him anyway. But, like, was he trying to sell some sort of mind game there? Because, for me, I think he was, purely because yeah. he... I don't think, I he, don't was. think he was. Personally. I don't think he was. And I think, you know, the again, the engineers, and then when, when James comes on the, the old radio, they basically just say, shut the... up. Like, yeah. And just just get home. Just drive, yeah. Just because he's. Just drive. I mean, we. I've not heard. We've obviously none of us have heard the whole radio transcript, but everything was like, yeah. it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. But everybody, as we've just covered, if he, it was literally a case of either get the car home or you've lost this race, mate. Yeah. So it's up to you. That's, I don't understand why Lewis was like that, though. You know, it's Monaco. If he pitted, he would have been fourth. And yeah, I think it's just the stress of the situation. Like he wants to be. The, the thing is, like. I think I think we've said this before. Your your drive. We'll never know what it's like to drive a Formula One car in a race with so many people watching you. Mm. You you're driving at like full speed. The adrenaline must be unbelievable. Yeah. And the last thing Lewis Hamilton is thinking in his mind is probably shouldn't moan because people will give me like yeah, give me it, grief yeah. on TV because it's going to be broadcast. All he's thinking is I'm going to lose Monaco. Like this is so damn hard to drive yeah. because my team have put me on the wrong tires mm-hmm. and you know that's all that's going through his mind like for all the people saying he's moaning and I, I hate to say this because it's really annoying that we have to say this like I'm not a fanboy but um, <laughs> but like Ayrton Senna, Alan Pross like no doubt if they had team radios back in their day like you've seen that Brazil race where it's raining and Senna's waving his arms in the air like cancel the race because it's raining like imagine if they had team radio he'd be yeah. like complaining and if it was social media everyone would be like oh, oh Senna shut up yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's this social media generation like we get to hear everything and we get to comment on it well we get to hear the highlights we don't yeah. hear everything well do we? not you everything know, but Gasly yeah. might be saying something horrific to his team but because it's Gasly he might not get shown on TV and Hamilton yeah. going wow well, well, you know get me off his tyres because that's what made the race like for me, like there was drama all the way through. You were like, "Can we, like?" I think I put it on our Twitter page. Like, can we just have Hamilton's radio just on yeah. for the rest of the race? But I, I wanted to hear what Max was saying. Yeah, that's mm. true. Because we got snippets, and like when he, when you know he he got the mode seven Max to the end. Yeah. Like it <laughs> and was. The Lewis's one was hilarious. Like, oh, great news! Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah he gets told funny. he's got overtakers an option, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, brilliant!" Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is exactly what I need when yeah. my left is front left is literally shredded to oh, bits. Yeah. I think what helped Hamilton is his rears were fine, so he could just get traction. And that's the thing and in the important was, parts. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that Verstappen and Hamilton battle um, because I was monitoring it when every every time we'd go into the, the tunnel, you'd see it about four, four and a half tenths. You'd be like, no, it's not a chance. But then there was that one lap towards the end where it was three and a half, and I was like, oh, hello, this is it. This is the uh, the overtake, and then and then he went for it. And yeah, well, I'm surprised Lewis turned in to be honest because yeah. he's got a championship to think about. But again, that just shows how much a driver wants to win Monaco. Monaco yeah. That he's willing to like. He's not. He's not in that mode. He's like, well, I'm gonna turn in. Obviously, he's turning into his normal corner, and Max was very ambitious. He was but, unbelievably lucky, Hamilton, to get away with yeah, no puncture. Yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah, that that's very true. Bottas got a puncture from the tiniest of touches in the pit lane, yeah. and then Verstappen has thwacked. Yeah. Hamilton and neither of them really have got any damage. One thing I would say as well is, um, and it was going to be one of my three-word race views, is more nose cam. Like that camera on Verstappen's nose, oh, we brilliant. saw it for like five seconds and it was like 
why aren't we having this for like lap after lap because yeah. this is awesome and yeah again like without going too much into it like i thought the tv tv camera stuff was pretty poor again like yeah. they they were focusing on a Haas when verstappen finally made his move and stuff but i think yeah verstappen fair play for going for it but the thing is, it's too late anyway then because he probably couldn't have got... Yeah. That's a good question, which we were going to ask uh, from a fan. Joel underscore Cohen says, do you think Max could have driven five seconds away from the rest if he had made an overtake? I think, hands down, I easy. think he needed four laps, maybe. Yeah, not... Maybe I don't think three. even that. I think three. Yeah. Um, do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. three laps. Because Hamilton it, yeah. was, as you say at the end, driving yeah. slower than a Williams. Yeah. If uh, Verstappen on the hards, albeit he had pushed he very had hard on them, as well, but... He, he would have, have done it, he would yeah. have flown away. So what do we think what do we think of that unsafe release? I think it would have been okay until he turned into him and gave him a puncture. Well, wasn't it? But that, that the puncture wasn't, I guess. The puncture came from Bottas hitting the wall, no? I thought it came from him hitting the barrier. I did it. I didn't know that. I thought it was Verstappen's contact. I think that was a really close call. You know, I I, I Again, like I, the, the, again, the annoying thing was is like I want, I needed to see different angles of the release. Yeah. But I mean, the rule, the rules are the rules, right? You can't release a car into traffic in the pit lane. It's not safe. People can get seriously, One. seriously hurt. Um, but like, so just to go over it again. So Lewis comes into the pits, changes onto the mediums, and they Bottas and blocking, Mercedes, Mer- yeah, slowing. exactly. I don't so think Mercedes, they were meant to do that. Mercedes double no, stack. And Bottas whacks on the brake, so he's got the pit crew have more time to ready his tyres. And then he pulls in, uh, Vettel and Verstappen both both pit, but the Red Bulls are so quick on the old, and obviously they haven't double stacked, so they've got a little bit more prep time. And get it done quicker than, than Mercedes. But Bottas has been released into the pit lane, but literally by... It's such a tight pit lane, of a isn't second. It? Like, it's really hard to judge, especially because Vettel's in the middle. But the interesting thing about that, which I've seen online, and uh, credit to uh, race fans for putting this up, um, the wording of the stewarding report is that the penalty was given for Verstappen making contact, not them giving an unsafe oh. release. So it was so, the contact. Okay. So it says um, uh Car 33 was released into car seven, 77. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Stewards did note that the pit of the car um, was extremely close. However, car 33 struck car 77 uh, while continuing the move towards the fast lane yeah. uh, and pulled ahead, gaining a sporting advantage. Uh, the stewards believe, although ahead at the time, the driver had the opportunity to avoid contact. Yeah. Um, so that kind of changes the know, whole... I don't know if I agree. Thing. Do you, well, you agree? Do you agree with that decision? What the Verstappen? Yeah. Well, Verstappen could have ov- avoided contact. Obviously, hit more. It's, yeah, because he he just he was he just alongside, comes out and then he just drifts over, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? And He's got room on the on the side. But I guess that's what because this is why I mean I've been desperately trying to watch this back a million times. <laughs> but is is he half a car length? Was Bottas half a car length alongside him? Yeah. He what when yeah. he drifted over? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're because literally Verstappen's rear wheel goes between yeah between the, the car the two, like yeah the, his front because it's just, it's just, I guess like pit sorry Matty pit lane pit lane incidences incidents <laughs> are um are really tough to judge because where else was Max meant to go he could have stayed he did straight. have a little bit he had he had he had yeah, enough he space. had a little bit of room bit. on the side but again you can argue as analyzing it, and like you say you're you're watching it. 
six, seven times exactly. and you and still don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Verstappen drives out the pit lane and, you know, it, again, like it's easy to judge. This happens in all sports. You watch pundits watch a slow-mo replay yeah. and go, what's he thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but well, he himself said that, he didn't know like, Bottas so, was there. Because yeah. I think it's so, much, I think it, isn't it, surely it's it's easier for Bottas to see Vettel, Vettel, Verstappen's there yeah. than for Verstappen to see that Bottas is there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like rules, again, we've just said like rules are rules. And if he did kind of squeeze Bottas illegally, then then yes, the five second is deserved. But like I, again, like it's so... I guess Max's argument would be that he's, his team are saying go. So... As he far as he, he's concerned, he, yeah. he goes to the pits normally. Yeah. And he's probably not looking in his mirrors because his team have said, go. Well, he has you to. You can't, you can't say that he's not, not, okay, looking, not in looking in his mirrors. That's not. But like, he goes and obviously goes into that and Bottas is there. So it's kind of like, it's, it's one of those things where it could go either way. Yeah. And in the end, it's really harsh because obviously, I, I think he maybe deserved deserved it because it was touch and go but I think he did as well because yeah. he'd, he'd driven so well apart from that like he'd driven really sensibly like the turn turn one off the line like yeah. I think in an old Max that could have ended last in year tears. he would have he would have stuck his nose in further into Bartas and got his front wing chopped off yeah in that turn one and probably dived up the inside of Portier and Hamilton and yeah crashed into the like hit Hamilton in the wall and got a 10 second penalty or something like you can tell his his demeanor has changed. changed yeah so it, it did feel kind of like ugh, but then be the rules i guess yeah i was proud of max i thought he did really well i thought he was really patient apart i mean the, the move that he went for i don't really have anything against that he went for it he locked up he, he clipped hamilton fair enough they right? were both on like yeah. miles old tires yeah and and he had to go for it so and it didn't end in both of them in the wall so for me yeah it's, he's it's driving really fun. well like he's He's now got that consistency, but also there's, which I'm very thankful for, there's still that bit of Max Verstappen that's like, there's absolutely no way I'm not at least going for an overtake. And that's why he has so many fans. Okay, my three-word race review now. And obviously it's about Charles. Uh, Charles's, <laughs> Charles's season deflates. Yeah. It, it's it was not sign, a good weekend at all, Italian. was it? Yeah, it's awful. I mean, his season can inflate again. You know, that it's only got six races in, um, but... It's kind of gone from, you know, Ferrari looking great, Charles looking like, you know, he's top dog in the team in some um, some of the races. And now, yeah, obviously the, the Ferrari qualifying strategy was, was questionable, to say the least, especially with Charles him, yeah. saying, can I go out? I, I don't think I'm safe. Let me out. Let, I mean, some great memes coming out of WTF1. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just, it's a very odd strategy. I can see why potentially maybe sort of five six minutes before the end of the session they were like okay Charles, you're probably okay he was only six tenths off the top he but was it's monaco and also like if you looked at the drivers that were behind him at that point alban Holcomb, they're all gonna go quicker yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. he was he had like a buffer of l- loads of time yeah and they got and vettel back out yeah, yeah. that's what the With thing 90 seconds to the, go who, I saw, then, who then kicked his teammate out i mean so no it, better meme i saw than the one of the you know where the child's in the pool and he's like oh yeah they're holding the kid up and it's like <laughs> yeah. leclerc and then like leclerc's like drowning while ferrari holding vettel in the air and i genuinely wouldn't be surprised if that's how it went like 
it's happened with Raikkonen when he was at Ferrari and they only focus on one car and go, oh, sorry, who's this Raikkonen guy that wants to pit? Like, they're, yeah. they're so focused on one car, it's almost like too hard to manage two cars. And especially now, someone like Charles, who can take the fight to Vettel, and he could argue has been quicker in some of the races. Like, yeah. the championship points do not reflect. reflect, reflect. Yeah. And that's probably even worse for Charles because that almost gives Ferrari more chance to justify it. Even though, but no one's the only it. reason is because yeah. yeah, no one's buying it. No, it's a shame to see. Uh, obviously, we don't know the in, the ongoings inside the team, and well, you know, they came what out. The I mean, were, pro- props to Ferrari for holding a press conference after qualifying to actually explain what had happened, and yeah. they apologised and they said, "Yeah, absolutely, we got it completely and utterly wrong." Just super awkward that they had a, a <laughs> they media had a day media before day. it explaining oh. strategy was it why qualifying is really important yeah. no it was it was yeah. the it was the power of the undercut, un- undercut yeah. yeah yeah so he so needed to yeah they were so confident they thought they could undercut 19 cars <laughs> <laughs> no actually started 15th so oh, yeah, only 14 but I, yeah i can't believe um well i'm not surprised because it's ferrari uh that he didn't pit on lap one get tires yeah, out of the way same. catch the field back up and then if and then there's a safety, a safety car, car. You're laughing. Yeah, it it was because his race got off to a good start. Yeah, his moves. Oh my god! It, obviously, I was literally cut, buzzing. He cut turn one, which yeah. was uh, he was yeah. just like, I just want to get through turn he one. Never, I don't think he safe. had a choice though. Because yeah. I think was it Hulkenberg who was there, the and he and couldn't. There was he would have hit Hulkenberg if he'd have stick to, yeah, stuck a couple, to the line. A couple went over. There's no harm done, really. I don't think. As soon as I saw the move on Lando, which granted was a great move, I was like, this is not going to end well. Well, Cause, Lando cause, again, like Lando left the door open. I mean. Is Monaco, yeah, yeah, and the hairpin, yeah, and a Ferrari's up your backside. So it's either I'm holding my line or I'm getting kicked out of Monaco. Yes, so, but uh, it was in, still like it was still like a ballsy move. Yeah, to yeah make the, move the hairpin. His, his move on Grosjean was unbelievable. Oh, that move I literally was got off my seat and like cheered. Like that was so effing good. Yeah, like it was the thing I'm so gutted about Hulkenberg. Um, like that he ended up doing it again and messing up his race is because regardless of where fi- uh, he finished there'd have been you know like oh that was a move like just like Joel Bianchi's and he was wearing the Joel Bianchi helmet and stuff and you were just like that would have been so good yeah but unfortunately he just got a bit greedy and he didn't even wait a lap did he before no, going for the whole he just move. thought because that was the thing that I was so in awe of is that he'd sat on Grosjean and he'd watched where Grosjean was where he's taking the line and he was like there's a gap there there's a gap there there's a gap Mm. there and then when he got close enough he made that move stick and Grosjean was just a bit like what shock (laughs) that Grosjean complained about it oh yeah but he (laughs) he said it was a kamikaze move yeah it's like calm down like you literally nothing happened and it was a clean move um but he I think you're right Tommy I think he just thought that move can work and didn't didn't maybe watch Hulkenberg as closely as he had watched Grosjean. I think people are divided, right? I think, because I was going through the three-word race reviews. Uh, yeah, like, and people are very much divided of, like, Charles is an idiot or yeah. he had to go for it. Yeah, so Connor.Nor says Charles was brave and Vlad underscore Noja says I am stupid. Um, now, what I was saying about the, the moves was that, you know, Lando's was, was great and, you know, Grosjean's was unbelievable, but... I I could sense his mentality was desperate. Like yeah. oh, yeah. he he made those moves stick fair enough, but I could but he, tell it wasn't going to end. Yeah, well. and he and he said before the race had even yeah. started, like he's like, I'm. That this is like, all all yeah. or nothing. This is this is what I've got to do. So, but I don't know if that's like 
I mean, again, we're talking about what ifs. Yeah. But if he'd have just taken... The, the thing I can't forgive is him destroying his own car with the laminated tire. Yeah. Like, he I cannot... very quickly. I cannot forgive... Yeah. It actually hurt me. I had to stop watching because they kept playing it in slow-mo of it. I was ripping it it was car. like he yeah. had a saw on yeah. the back of his car that was yeah. just destroying... You tell he was so angry. Like, he was just I think, like, I think me back to the pits. Yeah, and I think... But it's probably because Monaco achieve? means so much to him, right? Because it's his home race. Yeah. And and it's Jules, and it's yeah, his exactly. dad, and it's everything. Like, And he's got the pressure of being this young Ferrari driver. Everyone, even like the sky coverage with like Natalie Portman, it was always like, mm. you're 21. Portman? Portman. Portman. Pink Portman, Natalie Portman. Portman. <laughs> She's an actress, I think. Well, it, was, it is Monaco, so maybe she was yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie Pinkham. Um Everything was just like, you're 21, you're in your second season of F1, you're in Ferrari, it's Monaco, it's Jules, it's your dad. Mm. Uh, the uh, pressure is unbelievable. Jesus. Yeah. And then to get absolutely shafted and he's literally, in qualifying. He's on the, he had his own grandstand and he's like, there's pictures of him everywhere. Mm. But a really bad stat um, that I saw online, he's never finished at Monaco. Yeah. Two races in GP2, he was out. Last year, really, he was he's out. never finished. That's yeah. four, four races, and he's never finished. So. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah, it just does not work for him at his hometown. That's that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a shame to see. You know, Charles, as you say, there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, and uh, there's a question here from Jay Potter underscore zero two says, "How do you feel about how Ferrari are clearly mistreating Charles?" That's now, harsh. I don't think that's fair. Yes. Yes. I don't think that's fair. I think that's. Just Ferrari clearly, obviously, messing up in qualifying. And I think they messed up in the race as well. Like, mm-hmm. you, with his interviews and him saying, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it, you know, put him on a strategy that gives him a chance to, as you say, pit at, at really early. You, we have saw uh, Hamilton manage just about mediums. You know, the hards can go 70 laps. They knew that going into the race. Like, give him that opportunity so when people do pit... I don't know. I just feel like it was a very strange mentality to go into it. It just, it just seemed like it was going to be a disaster. You know, especially with the first few laps, just bring him in and just get some points. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just don't feel like he he was in that right mindset personally. I feel like he was always trying to claw something back, and that's he, yeah. He was on the ended. back foot by a team error, and he didn't help it by no. Because Monaco, you can't greed yeah. at Monaco. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's it. But um. And again, it's the team's it's the team's responsibility yeah. to manage to manage him. Yeah. To manage the drivers, yeah, mental state. Like as we saw with with Lewis. With yeah. Lewis they should have, I don't know what the discussion was, but to allow someone to go into a race like Monaco going, I'm just going to kamikaze everybody, mm. as Grosjean said, even though that yeah. wasn't a kamikaze move. Um, that's that's not good for the team. No. That's not good for, the, like, to say, like, I'm either going to take everyone out and DNF or I'm going to be the hero. Especially right now, they can't risk not finishing in the points. Yeah. I mean, maybe they can because it's completely pointless trying to chase Mercedes. I saw the, um, who's the guy? The, uh, no, no, uh, the, there's a really cool guy that does the 8-bit um, graphics. Oh, the, right, yeah. Um, and of they, the gaps and stuff. The, of the gaps, yeah. usually. Oh, I, I love that, yeah. Visual, visualized or something? Yeah. yeah, F1 Visualized. Check him out, really good. Um, but they, he posted um, a, a smaller one that basically had Ferrari's points, then Hamilton was like two points behind Ferrari's total points. Like it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Let's, let's turn our uh, attention to uh, a person that came back to our screens and our ears. Um, K.Manish uh, comes in with a three word race review. Niao guy back. Yeah. yeah, that was random. What on earth was that? So at first I thought 
they were just m- maybe memeing it and um because it sounded exactly yeah. the same like someone was playing an audio track yeah, yeah, yeah. but there is actually a video now of someone filming themselves in the stand next to the microphone and not gonna lie i think formula one uh in danger of like that becoming a meme to the point where fans at every race see a microphone yeah, on the track yeah. and go i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna do this and obviously they cut they must have cut the audio straight away because they realized he was doing it mm. and it's like it's it's in danger of that happening do you know what i mean like, everybody wants to be the now guy yeah strange appeared appeared for a bit i know i know <laughs> i didn't actually hear it at first and then everyone was tweeting about it i was like wait hold on and then watched it. i was like that literally sounds like the same person, yeah, doesn't it? But yeah. hey, uh, let's hope it doesn't happen too much because uh, it's funny the first or second time, but then it yeah. gets a little bit silly. Right. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> How much it's time? time for ABCDEF1. Uh, are we sure that all teams are on that list this time? Because last podcast we yeah, missed we, out uh, racing No, they point. are there. We just ignored those two for some reason. <laughs> we, just, we just moved straight on. Yeah. Um, right. Let's begin with Williams. Oh, we're going from the back. Hell yeah. Well done, Williams. Well Well George Russell for causing that kamikaze thing, but then not actually being George Russell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, so George Russell, 15th on merit. Uh, At one point he said he was fighting for sixth, or thought he was fighting for sixth, (laughs) which was fair play. I mean, mean, he's dreaming big. Yeah, he saw a car and was like, hey, a a sixth. Did you watch uh, his interview on Paddock Pass? I I didn't. All right, Uh, because I thought he said something brilliant that was... um, he said that even though like Williams are in a dire state at the moment and he's not really got a chance, he was like, I was absolutely going for it because one day when I have the car behind me, I need to be ready. Yeah. And I think for a young driver who's been winning everything in junior formula and now he's at a car that can't even compete with the, the midfield, points, yeah. to still have that mentality of like, I need to do everything in this car yeah. to prove myself. Well, like, I'm, fair play to him. I'm betting he's obviously like he's contracted through Mercedes and he's banking on that but yeah. i think he he will have also have been told when he got given given when he got chosen for that williams seat i'm betting he's not an, he's not an idiot he will have said okay that's fine but what's my progression plan like yeah. what what year am i aiming for you to put, be you put that in? on his powerpoint he put that on his powerpoint <laughs> but you think that, that's what i'm thinking like if he is that if he's very clinical so I'm I'm under no illusion that he's he's aiming for bigger and better things already, and this is just this is just him keeping his butt in F1. Oh, absolutely! You know, the only thing he can do really is beat Kubica and now potentially beat a few other people on the grid at, at tracks like Monaco. So, and so who and did he finish ahead of? Raikkonen, Stroll, Giovinazzi, Kubica. Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. <laughs> we I can't mean, convert you, can we? No. Uh, so George, I think it's an A. An A, hundred yeah. percent. I wrote A down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Perfect. Uh, Robert Kubica. He got B? ploughed, didn't he? Yeah, unfortunately. He, he actually was ahead at the start. And I don't know if you heard this, but there was a bit of beef at the end. Beef? A bit of beef. What was the um, beef? So Kubica was on his slowdown lap and there's a um, very awkward team radio message where he goes, uh, I thought the uh, car ahead got priority pit stop. And then there's a really awkward silence and they go, uh, we'll talk about it later. Oh, so, so, so George pitted earlier. So George pitted earlier, which to be fair, like you split your strategy in Monaco. Like it's again, like what we've been saying at the start of the podcast, it's an, it's an unusual race mm-hmm. because the guys that pitted early actually ended up getting sharp. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo got absolutely yeah. Yeah. sharp. He was running but, fifth, sixth. But so I guess they thought, 
they'll fourth? gamble with Russell. He got to fourth. Is it fourth? He got Ricardo. to fourth on lap one. Yeah, no, yeah. he was fifth. Yeah, he did. I was, was going to say He got to fifth. fourth. No, he wasn't behind. No, because uh, it's the two Mercedes. Two Mercedes, Ferrari, Ferrari and, and Red Bull. Red Bull. And fifth. then, yeah, it was fifth. <laughs> he didn't even take a Red Bull. Anyway, you were saying, Ferrari. Tommy, whilst uh, Jess works out. But yeah, it, he, so like, yeah, Kibitza was kind of angry at that. But to be fair, like, he split the strategy and unfortunately he just found himself as an unfortunate like he he got the wrong strategy it's that happens at monaco yeah you you kind of get really lucky in the pit stops or really unlucky and like you said daniel ricardo and kevin magnuson got absolutely shafted which i'm sure we'll talk about later yeah but i'd give him a b because he was you know he was because magnuson was uh, was it Ricardo was covering Magnussen or the other way around and they both just ruined each other's yeah. races yeah. by yeah. following each other um, so Robert Kubitz uh, you, you want to give a B? I think a B yeah. he was up there yeah. like, and he was unlucky. Um, unlucky do you know if he had any damage after the Giovinazzi? I don't, I don't maybe I don't know yeah maybe a little bit anyway uh, Toro Rosso Daniel Kvyat B yeah but decent decent race where did he finish? I don't know. He, quite high up uh, he's having a stellar results. season Toro Rosso absolutely nailed their strategy yeah. They they both uh, P seven like, to not skip ahead like they were seventh and eighth right yeah and P7, I think a B yeah. for both of them but mainly it was their team that you know nailed it for them like yeah. what what performance and Torosso is looking really quick yeah all through like, practice and qualifying yeah. they looked really competitive it was really nice to like see in uh, um, I think it was maybe practice maybe one of the qualifying sessions like Gasly must have been getting a bit sweaty when he saw like Albon and Kvyat yeah. ahead of him like oh god. Because they, they were up there, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Kvyat's had a great season so far. You know, he's really come back to F1 yeah. again with a bang. Like, he's amazing what that man's been through, and he's still got the pace and the performance. So, uh, B for Kvyat and Alex Albon, again, he's he's coming into his own as well now, yeah. isn't he? So, uh, both Bs? B, double, yeah. double Bs? Yeah. Double B. Okay, Alfa Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. Mm. He was just a train, wasn't he? He was a So, he train got driver. damage at the start. At the, he went up the inside of Stroll, yes, hit him at the hairpin, and his car was crabbing. He said, "Crabbing, crabbing." What does that mean? Like you know, sideways. like when you're like it's a bit of suspension damage, and you're like, "Oh, he's going sideways." Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like his car was heavily damaged, but I'd give him a D. Like he was just not in the mood. He he was very grumpy all weekend. He was like, "It's Monaco, you can't overtake." Oh, I don't yeah. care. Um, so okay, I'd D. 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 Fine. Yeah. Sure. Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh, F. You. He had an awful, yeah. awful, awful you. time. <laughs> yeah, uh, ABCDEF1 does not have a U, so we'll give him okay, an F. F. Yeah, okay. He's so out of his depth at the moment. Like He needs a performance. It's, it's not looking good, really, is yeah. it? No. And, you know, you could argue that it, in his first, was it first race, second race, when he just crashed and yeah. pretty much every session or whenever it was. But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like F1 suits him. It's at the harsh, moment. but, like, F1 is ruthless and. Yeah. People, you don't everyone. have time you like, don't have time to you, get used yeah, to the car they're I'll not going to give you two years like oh get used to it <laughs> so F racing point Sergio Perez I was going to say C but maybe we should give him a B for not plowing down two marshals did you see that oh that was incredible Lee scary well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was that during the safety car it was during the safety yeah. car yeah. but they can obviously go like pretty much full speed to catch it up. out of the pit lane and he came out of the pits floored it and two marshals were running across the track and he missed one of them by what Millimeter. were they doing? Millimeter. That second marshal may have looked and gone, I can make this. And then gone, well, actually, Well, I guess because the pit lane, like, if you're looking at the pits, you don't see the pits because it? it's, like, behind a barrier. Yeah. And he's gone, everyone's 
behind the safety car we've got a clear run here mm. and there must have been something in his ear that said go unless they did it on their own accord which is very dodgy but yeah, yeah Perez put a video up on his own Twitter didn't he and said this it was almost bad. catastrophic that was wasn't it yeah, jeez awful. it was scarily close we'll give him a B for being a, a lifesaver yeah Lance Stroll F. what's worse than an F a, B, C, D, F, one? One. He gets a one. Well, you, you get a U if you don't get a grade, yeah. right? We'll give him so. a we'll give him oh, Honestly, like, Stroll, I, it's really bad. Like, Stroll gets a lot of stick for being a paid driver and all this kind of stuff. And I genuinely wanted him to do well in Racing Point and be like, look, like, he's a decent driver. He won the F3 championship. I deserve some credit sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah like, you, you can't judge him in a Williams. Like, he's just dreadful. Like, yeah. he's, he's now... 10 times he's been out in Q1 in a row. <laughs> 10 times in a row. And Perez wins the line. And Perez, yeah, he, like, yeah, like, he's he usually normally makes up Q2, there. doesn't he? Like, and he was it's, behind a Williams. It's stuff like who was getting in the way of the lapping cars. Yeah, he, he lost Bottas two seconds in the final sex. He couldn't even get out, he couldn't couldn't even get get out of the way. way. He was dreadful. Both you and Sink. Get out my, Get head. Out my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what I found interesting, I can't remember who tweeted it, it was someone in F1 media was saying that, you know, Lance Stroll to the media it looks like someone's forcing him to be there yeah like he doesn't he just doesn't give off yeah. his air like you are I'm a Formula One driver yeah, confident like yeah. he's probably yeah like maybe he takes all it to heart like that all the stuff about like, like dad's just paid you to be there and then he just doesn't want to talk like. to the media because of that yeah but yeah he's well at least he's the best teammate Perez has ever had right you know that's oh, what Sergio that's, said yeah how to keep you dry disgusting Perez well, thank you very yeah. much I'll take yeah. that I love my boss <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so F for Lance Stroll McLaren Carlos Sainz A. A. A did you see his lap one yes yes on, oh, on the outside on Twitter and not during Moly. the race again no I go exactly oh god's it's like, oh, look at this move that we didn't yeah. see. Yeah, look at this incredible move around the outside. Thanks, and then, Twitter. And then when like, he had to... Se- when he why had didn't to, we see that during the race? When he had to beat the Toro Rosso's um, when everyone was pitting and he put in the fastest lap of the race, he did like a 115 to, yeah. to get in front of the Toro... To keep in front of the Toro Rosso's. Just incredible, it's the, it's incredible the move work. around the outside. Like, he gets one of them and you think, oh, that's an epic move. Mm. And then outbreaks the next one and goes around the outside. Yeah, it was really good. It was awesome. Uh, for Carlos, who... I think we've been a little bit critical of him in terms mm. of he's not yeah. the best driver on the grid, but that was a really good performance. He's really coming into his own, and I, yeah, he's one to watch. I think for we me. forget he's still like 21, 22, isn't he? 24. I think he's, oh, 24, is yeah. he? Okay, I think he's old. a really good suit for McLaren. Yeah. That now they're going through this kind of period where they need to kind of build back up. Resurgence. They can't have a really like, they can't have a world champion driver that's just going to get frustrated. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, like, it's a really good driver that he can just, you know, a solid performer that's going to help him get back, back yeah. to the top. And obvious little little nod to his teammate for helping him out a little bit. Yeah, not many but, teammates yeah. would do that. Who we would now talk about, Lando Norris. Um, I think it's because they're not uh, challenging for podiums, they're not challenging for wins. Lando's in his first season at McLaren. It's a, it's a fair, solid play from him to, to do that. You know, I saw it, um, there was actually a few questions that were along the lines of like, so I wanted to know your guys' opinion on it. That was like, is it fair? Lando blocking. And for me, like... Hey, it's, it's Monaco. Sport. It's F1. One, it's Monaco. <laughs> and two, it's a team sport. Yeah. And the team must absolutely bloody love Lando if he's yeah, yeah, yeah. willing to be like, I'm not going to get points. I'm really struggling. 
yeah, I'll block everyone. I guess he'll do that in the sense of like, okay, well, if it rolls the verse, next, yeah. Carlos yeah, helps yeah, me, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think they had an exchange on Twitter I saw where he was like, the science was like, I owe you one. Yeah. Or yeah, something yeah. like that. And it's like, cool. I think it's Carlos really science. nice to see them as a teammate pairing. Yeah. I think they've very, very much got that kind of like brotherly thing that I, I, I really missed about having um, Ricardo and Verstappen together. They had that kind of like, brotherly right but when when it when it gets yeah but when it gets like heated and yeah. they are competing for the same position then yeah. maybe we, we will lose it a little we'll bit yeah. but I, love, I love that Carlos Sainz like has gone from a teammate that's famous for like shouting no when he like Verstappen like absolutely ruthless wouldn't even let him pass yeah when he was much quicker for a teammate to a teammate that's gonna like block the whole grid for him was like, oh this is nice well it's fair play from Lando I think you know he's clearly recognised this is Monaco I'm not really going to gain I might gain one more position and get 10th I yeah. think that's what he said you know but instead he's helping his team shows which, he's a team player which, yeah, which other is great. teams are going to you know you don't get a trophy board, for 10th right? exactly. so that's probably why he did it so uh, Lando B yeah 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 okie dokie Has Roman Grosjean mm. B I'd say a B because 50 laps 50 on the softs 50 laps on the softs yeah yeah whether he, the he's yeah, finished Poo 10. 10th. Yeah. Get an A if he didn't complain about Charles' move. <laughs> <laughs> and like he had, he got really bad luck in Quali. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that radio message. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of beeps. Mm. Yeah. You can there? hear it. It was no. just <laughs> beep the entire thing. The unfiltered one's interesting as well for people that want to check that out. <laughs> but um, yeah, Romain Grosjean, yeah, decent result, yeah. I guess, yeah. from uh, a difficult could. position. Kevin Magnussen. That, that, that was a strategy, was wasn't it? Qualifying was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, like he was buzzing like after his lap. Like he genuinely like there was a there was a video where he was like cheering and stuff. Yeah, yeah. After, after his, it was like he'd run. won. It was like he'd won the race. Yeah, and he's he really outperforming. Into, he hit the wall at one point, and he was just yeah going for it. He's really outperforming Grosjean at the moment as well. Yeah. But that know. doesn't surprise me. Grosjean, I guess, has been seen as someone that potentially has more of the outright pace, but just never gets it together. Um, but Magnussen just seems like he's got it all at the moment. Yeah, I'm surprised. And again, it's going on the Netflix series that Grosjean is still there because Gunther, even when because um, they were interviewing Gunther, weren't they? When Charles made the move, yeah. yeah. And Grosjean complained, and he was like, "No, it's fine. Like, get on with it." <laughs> yeah. And for me, Gunther Steiner seems like the kind of person you can see why he likes Magnussen. Magnuson's like talking. an all-out, straight-talking, almost like a 70s F1 driver. Yeah. Like, doesn't give a shit And he has anything. elbows as well. Yeah, and he, he's like ruthless. And Grosjean is more, you know, like... Oh, no, oh, someone oh, no. on the inside. Don't yeah, know. and you can see why he probably prefers Magnuson. Yeah, uh, Magnuson, I'd probably t- see because of his result. Like, Yeah, it's harsh. It's really hard to score because his qualifying was so good and he would have got a really good result. But, but the strategy. The strategy yeah. screwed in, which you could argue isn't his fault. No. B, C, B, C. B, C. <laughs> I'm going to give him a B. Okay, we'll yeah, go with a B. All right, B. Uh, Renault, Daniel Ricardo. Now, if we're giving Magnussen a B, we have to give Ricardo yeah, a B, I think don't Ricardo we? Because uh, of did his, what he needed his start to do. was yeah. unbelievable. He was in yeah. such a good position. Where did he finish up in the end? Ricardo? He finished uh, P9. P9. So, what could have been, I guess, for Ricardo? Yeah. After being hold, held up for a long time. It was really crazy to see, though, that gap open up between. Uh, the top and four yeah. and then and then him it was looked at it. oh it's 11 seconds and it's lap yeah. five or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh my that God, was pretty so crazy bad. yeah that's, but, uh, the field spread well between yeah. the top and the midfield was ridiculous yeah now, Nico Hulkenberg oh I didn't really yeah <laughs> Get up, it, can we can we can we rate that as that yeah 
Out of 10. Out of 10. Uh, C. Okay. D. D. Where did Ooh. you finish? 14th. 14th, yeah. Okay. D. Yeah, fine. Sure, we'll do it. Red Bull, Max Verstappen. A. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Right. A. B. Ooh, why a B? The right. Bin. Yeah, yeah. This is this is difficult for me, guys. This is like me saying this Charles is the, going to crash. Is, no, like, this is the only time I've not given him eight. So, did you hear about his his talk setting? Yeah, as well, he had it in the wrong which wrong he, mode, which was his mistake. You know, he so he um, was was you meant to change your talk setting in the pits because it's the only time you can do it, mm. and he forgot to do it. So the rest of the race, he was on the wrong talk setting. And you know, oh, so you can again, only change it in the pits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. again, it's a hindsight thing of like, would that have allowed him more so traction out of the corners? Explain to, what that means to to people that don't know what talk setting. Well, <laughs> yeah. this Tommy's is, like this sweating is, yeah. now. Yeah. This is, this is, this I put you thing. on the spot. Yeah. yeah. This, this is the thing. That with, was a kamikaze <laughs> move. Yeah. From Matt. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> he can't talk to the team. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. It's the th- the thing is right. There's so many things in F1 now, and I'll actually go on, go on to talk about this. In Nico Rosberg's latest podcast, him and Daniel uh, Ricardo are having a chat about engine map settings, and mm. it's beeped. The whole thing is beeped. Like they beep it out, and they're like having a chat, and they beep it all out, and they're talking about all these buttons and stuff. And you don't like fans don't know what that does. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like. We, we want to see more of it, but the teams don't want to tell us. Sure. Of course they don't. So, yeah. you know, you could applaud them for being like, oh, they have to do all this, but they're never going to tell us what it does. Mm. But yeah, so he was in he was in the wrong setting. Okay. That's what Honda said. He was okay. in the wrong setting. It must be something compromi- to do with power output. Yeah, like, it yeah. is, and it compromised. Yeah. They, they said it did compromise his engine. Okay. So that was a slight mistake. Maybe he could have given more room. It's really harsh because he did deserve... He, he definitely deserved to be on the podium. It sucks yeah. that he was yeah. fourth and only one place ahead of Gasly. Mm. He was terrible. Okay, I've changed my grade to a B now. Yeah. B. All right, then I'm outvoted. <laughs> but can we just make a note that I gave Max Verstappen yes. an A? For everybody... And I gave him a B, so I'm yeah. not a fanboy. <laughs> oh, no, God. you definitely still are. Okay, <laughs> B. Yeah. B. Pierre Gasly. D. D. Done. 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 Just, he was just yeah, just off the pace. It's just it's disappointing. He's and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he was catching up at the end." Yes, because yeah. Lewis was slower than a Williams, and, and he, he pitted for fresh. Yeah, he yeah. got he got the, f- the free point for being last of the midfield, which happened again. And if it keeps happening, I'm not going to be amused. Well, weirdly and weirdly, because all the commentators were saying like, "No, we're not going to have that this race. No one's going to have a big enough gap." But. Pierre yeah. did. Pierre yeah, did. did. Massive gap. Pierre, let's just say Pierre was slow he needs, because he wanted he that He needs to have lap. one race where he beats Verstappen. Like or you at least think, gets close. It's not going to happen. Think, yeah. It's not going to happen. Unless, unless Max, no, my, yeah, unless Max has something catastrophically going wrong, I don't see how he can beat Verstappen. <laughs> You're going to like my Wait. Canada predictions. Uh, Ferrari, Sebastian, <laughs> oh no, yeah, Sagazi D. Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. C? C? C, just it's mediocre. just a decent drive, like, didn't really go for it. <laughs> Rumours of him retiring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's Joe Sayward came out saying that the biggest rumour is that he's off at the end of the year. But then you said that... It That's come out a before few times. because like yeah. he's been saying certain things like maybe these cars just don't suit me and stuff, yeah. which I, I agree with. Like people, people are being very critical of him, the way he's driving now. I don't think you can argue that he 
was nothing sort of unbelievable when he was at Red Bull. Yeah. Regardless of that car, he was trancing Weber. He was winning nine races in a row. Like those cars, he was and Vettel yeah. was the perfect package in F1. Yeah. Maybe like, and he's admitting is that maybe these F1 is not for me. This new hybrid era, it's not not my bag. Fair. Uh, okay, so C for Vettel. Uh, Charles Leclerc. F. D. D. Maybe like qualifying forced him into a yeah, D. A, but then he no, I can't forgive. I can't forgive him destroying his car. I can't. It's an F. That's e? that's no. That's like that is just showing his inexperience or his like his lack of maturity, and which is something that usually he carries a lot of. And yes, okay, we've just said everything else that was on top of him, but it's his job to manage that. Yeah, e, and yeah. I can't. I cannot. E. Yeah. E. We get E. e. Yeah. We give him an E. No, it's an F. E. No, E. Two E's, one Two F. E's, one F. I hate getting overruled. <laughs> uh, Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, A. A. Yeah. You look like you were. Oh, you look like you were hesitating for a second there. No, I was, just, I was looking down at my notes. And okay. Yeah, okay. A, cool. A so A for Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas. We've not spoken about him yet, but he got royally shafted, didn't he? Really? Yeah. He could yeah. have easily got pole. Like he was looking like he probably would have got pole. It was so close, um, wasn't it? Made a yeah. mistake on his final run. But again, yeah. I guess like that again plays into, in Monaco, it's so important to to out-qualify yeah, your teammate because you get preferential Which strategy. Which you would have probably put your bets on considering his run of form recently in qualifying. You know, yeah, he's quick, thought Valtteri was going to, I mean, he stepped up and his Hamilton, game in qualifying Hamilton this year. Hamilton at Monaco is never, he's never that amazing. No. At Monaco, like it's not one of his best circuits. So. And Hamilton had a proper sketchy couple of last corners as well. Yeah, on his yeah. Lap. Really surprised done a 109. Pole, yeah. yeah. But, um, okay, so Valtteri Bottas, B? Yeah. Yeah, because... C? No, it's <laughs> can't, the puncture that wasn't his fault. Yeah, it's difficult because like, yeah, you look back at all the results and you're like, well, he was better than him. I don't know. Bottas would have finished second had it not been for Verstappen. Yeah. B. B. Overall. Okay. <laughs> Overall. Okie dokie. That is ABCDEF1 done. Let's talk about our predictions for Monaco, which I'm actually Indy 500. At, oh, for God's sake. We'll talk about Indy 500 in a minute. We'll go through our predictions first for Monaco. Oh, okay. Tommy, it'll be the best race of the season so far. Full or half? Uh, it's not the best race of the season no, so far. It's not the Sorry, best race of the overall, Bahrain was was pretty decent. No, I thought it was better than no, Bahrain. No, no, I think no points. I think it's most not... people think it's better than Bahrain. <laughs> I think be the best at least race. half the people think it's better It'll than Bahrain. It'll be the best race of the season so far. No, I'm not allowing that. Zero Why? points. Because I, I think it was tough overall. You're overall. <laughs> You're overall. No points. Welcome to my world. All the Monaco fans will be in the comments right now, going, "Tommy's been robbed." Okay, yeah. uh, someone will miss qualifying after an FB3 crash. You put half a point. What? Yeah. Vettel crashed and then Leclerc went out, so it's pretty much. <laughs> you are literally cheating so hard, I'm Tommy. I'm sorry, I'm not getting a half a point for that. No either. points. Uh, Jess, Max will split the Mercedes on the podium. Now this is you half ruined a it. point. If you if you hadn't have said the podium, you would have got a full point. I know, but I like I like, like being, being specific. specific. Yeah. Yeah. If I get half a point, I'll take half a point. Half a, a point. point. Okay, won't need to watch the race after Saturday as top six will finish exactly as they qualify. Now, Tommy has actually put no points and then in brackets, ha. Yeah, you're really enjoying this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'll Love take it. no points. <laughs> no points. Uh, okay, me, Leclerc crashes. Oh, yeah, you got it. Sensed it. Full point for me and uh, certain celebrity three times on a boat. I don't know. There was a there was lack a of celebrity. Yeah, but there was a, a, lot, a lot of celebrities there, but yeah, they didn't do the whole like Will them. Smith. There's there's too much action. There was actually a <laughs> decent race that they didn't have to show Will Smith. Damn, no points. Hundred times. 
fans. Uh, Rudd's Dion Mars. Enough DNFs for Williams to score points. Half a point. They, yeah. They beat some cars. They beat and some cars. And that was so unexpected. Half a point. Half a point. A Castro 13050. It's going to be a moist GP. The camera, I mean, the camera was, was moist. Yeah, <laughs> half a point. The camera was wet. I feel like that was put in for my benefit. From the last one. <laughs> and Midwest Harry 7, a new driver in the top five for the first time this year. Yeah, Gasly. Four point. Gasly. Cool. Predictions for Canada. Predictions for Canada. Tommy, let's hear your two that you've got. Verstappen or Leclerc will hit the wall of champions at some point, And then people think they're hilarious by saying that it's the future wall of champions because they're going to be future champions. Okay. All right. Yeah. Verstappen or Leclerc, you've spread your bets a little bit there. I know. Yeah. He's so greedy yeah, know. for these Not, points, isn't I mean, he? I about half a point if it was Gasly, his teammate or something. Yeah. Just, oh, That's how it works. Okay, and... Stroll out in Q1 for the 11th time in a row in his home race. I mean, you've you've got a safe bet there as well. Yeah, it's I'd, not really... After last time, I just went to bag some points. <laughs> <laughs> Jess? Um, Bottas will out-qualify Hamilton. I mean, runner form would suggest so. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I was going to put one related to that, but I decided not to um, for fear of people coming for me with pitchforks. So I went for instead, Toro Rosso finishes best of the rest. Again, doing good. solidly yeah. uh, could happen. I'm after some points this time, I guys. Uh, I'm actually doing predictions yeah, like properly. Yeah. And then there's my... And then there's my predictions. Which, Ferrari, which I love. <laughs> Ferrari will be the outright quickest car. So how are we... Because this is a very subjective one, a bit like Tommy's, it'll be the best race of the year so far. Which how, are we, how are we going to judge? We'll just judge it. Uh, if at any point Leclerc or Vettel gets fastest lap, that's it. That's that's it. <laughs> or um, or oh, if, if not, it's going to be quickest car through the speed track. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, not, then anything, it's going to be right. Okay, through turn I see what six. you're doing here. You're basically saying like, if we get another Bahrain kind of yeah. moment, I, when, I think Ferrari will be yeah. good around Canada. Yeah. So uh, they were with, lost, the, with their yeah. engine modes. Hopefully, they'll be able to pull it out on the old plates. Gasly out qualifies Verstappen. Wow. Now, this was a banter prediction, but if it happens, I'm taking the full point. I'm taking two points if this happens. Yeah, I, I give you two points if that. <laughs> um, I think Verstappen would have to hit it in the wall. So maybe if he hits it in the wall during qualifying, bang, done. Bang, three nice. points right there. Fans uh, predictions. Mini, Mimi Dimin, huge carnage in the first lap. Oh, oh, oh no, huge carnage in the office. Fire alarm. It, oh, that it stopped very wow. quickly. The fire was put out very quickly. <laughs> uh, so huge carnage in the first lap. Okay, very um, difficult to measure huge carnage, but we'll... we'll I guess like kind of just had his fair share of like turn one carnage. Oncidance. Yep. So, uh, Genny Beans, the seagulls make a return. Just at any point we see a seagull in the sky. That's a point. And Nova <laughs> underscore Puggy, Williams win the raft race. I like, I like that, that one. I like yeah, that one. Because then they, they won it last year, didn't they? No, no it, was it was McLaren, McLaren that won last year. Yeah. Or two years ago, was it? It's when they had Honda engines because everyone was like, oh. They won this, something. They won something. Like, yeah, I think yeah. we didn't, yeah. Good bounce. Good. Yeah. William's, William needs to win something this year, so. Just a quick shout out to uh, Paul Wallace, Supercars of London, uh, his prediction, which hasn't been included, but we'll give him a shout out. Uh, uh, Ferrari to accidentally book flights to Toronto for Leclerc. <laughs> 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 that's a good that's one. That's a good one. I like that. That's I like banter. that. I like that a lot. Well, that's it. We're done. Can we talk about Indy now. Oh, oh God. Fine, let's talk a little bit about Indy. Go. It was really good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. And it was a really it, good, really I, good race. Did you guys watch it? I watched, I was at Speed Machine, but I watched maybe 75 laps or something. Yeah. I watched highlights. highlights yeah. And it was, watched the ending. Really it was really good. good. Well, yeah. yeah, really exciting ending. 
if Steve anything, Masato came out of nowhere. Yeah. Literally like literally a magician. Just, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> it was on those moments where I was like, Sato, Takumi Sato. Yeah. He was a lap down as well. He's like 37, I think he is now or something. No, he's 40 odd. He's 40 40 Yeah, 40, 42, yeah. And, if, if anything, like the fact that Alonso wasn't there, because let's be honest, if Alonso had qualified, he'd been trundling around at the back yeah. and it maybe would have distracted at how good the race was because yeah. people would just be like, oh, Alonso's not doing and very well. And the TV directors probably would have focused on yeah, maybe, maybe. him running at the back. But yeah, like instead, it delivers, it, every year it delivers it an had, epic finish. It had that kind of like Baku, for, I guess for people that aren't used to watching IndyCar, it has that kind of like Baku level of anything can happen like people were coming into the pits and spinning or Ericsson. missing their pit box i think was it davidson that missed his yeah. pit box and tires went flying and pit crew got run over it was very much like this is more than crazy. more than ever actually baku did actually pop into my head during the race because more than ever um every safety car restart they were just like going like All over. six wide yeah. like it, the slipstreaming was absolutely bonkers and i remember i think i was saying this to you tommy before we before we started recording but um alonso came out saying that you know the thing about driving an indie car is it's either on and you're glued to the racing line or it's off and you're in the wall like there's no in between and if it yeah. snaps that's it you're a passenger and you just go and i you know obviously i watched it and gone yeah yeah fine fair enough or whatever but watching the race you really got that sense because all of a sudden a car will just go see ya yeah. like and there's nothing you can do you can't correct it um so it was in that in that sense it's an absolutely bonkers spectacle mm. to watch i think i think every everyone that said like when Alonso qualified, was he fourth or something last year? Fourth or fifth? Fifth, yeah. Fifth, uh, two years yeah. ago. And everyone was like, I think even Lewis Hamilton said like, oh, it just shows the quality of IndyCar. Yeah. Like the fact that he hasn't qualified this year is maybe At people all, yeah. gone, oh, okay, this is quite a competitive yeah, series. Absolutely. And, you know, it's difficult to drive 230 miles an hour for oh, an entire lap. But I think even not even just in the driver sense, but in the team sense, um, for me as well is like, there was a slight arrogance that McLaren had coming into this entire project. The fact that they only were entering into the Indy 500, which I know is not unusual. Like I know a lot of drivers and teams enter in as a one-off, but the idea that they could throw a bunch of money at it and think that they could win was, you know, can you blame them? No, they're obviously very much wanting to give Fernando his triple crown, Triple crown. That's the thing with, with Zach Brown saying that. Like Zach Brown said, let's go, go win the triple crown. Yeah. He, their whole PR spin when they started it was, we're going to win the triple crown. Yeah. It wasn't like this is our first year, guys. Like we'll let's just yeah. yeah keep it steady. Like if we get like a top ten, it's a really good result. Like let's go win. Let's go win. Yeah. With a with a kind of brand new team, you know, and all all the things about like the. I'm sure, like, everyone's seen it by now, like, the paint being the wrong colour and yeah. not converting it to the metric system yeah. when they put the setup on. Like... And, and yeah, I, like, the bad. top... How many How many of the top finishers were a Penske-associated team? Yeah, there's a lot, uh, like... Well, that's the thing. Penske, Andretti... Like Andretti who was, with, was who Alonso was with before. Yeah. Uh, Ed Carpenter, like, these are the teams that they need to they're be working They're seasoned with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and they, you know, they know what they're doing. And I guess, yeah, it's, it's kind of testament to those guys that 
you have to have the experience to win in indie. It's not just a, a series you can walk into. A little bit like Le Mans, I guess. It's like a very much like people just think they can walk into a series and win, and they can't. And that's yeah. a good thing. Um, and it also shows that for me, like you know how everyone's talking about like dominance. I guess I don't know the ins and outs of IndyCar. I don't follow it very heavily throughout the season. But it'd be interesting to know, like, what is? Do people care that Penske just wins everything? Well, they don't. Like, it's it's just, you have like mixed results. Like Penske have won the Indy Five Hundred a lot, but they didn't win it last year. No, they did win it last year. Didn't win it the year before. Didn't win it the year before. Like, but I guess know, like, do people it. do people care that Penske has its finger in every or in a select number of pies in terms of teams and drivers? I think is that, is lot, that an issue? India is a lot closer because it's a spec series, but without going into a whole like kind of worms and everything yeah. like yeah, this is going to be yeah. a whole separate podcast. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a spec series, but the cream rises to the top, and Penske, Andretti, and um, Ganassi. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're still winning a lot of the races, but you do get other the teams winning, and you know yes, they're you know that they are the big team but it's not the same as a mercedes where they win every Everything. single race it's not it's not a dominated sport as such but um but hey we got a one three from mercedes sunday so we've got to be thankful yeah at least we didn't get our sixth one two in a row that would have been painful shout out to joseph newgarden as well he was up there wasn't he in the end yeah he was winning for a yeah, while wasn't he, he? Was. he was getting yeah. at the end he just fell off the back didn't he yeah. he was just sitting there in fourth but um it's one of those races that it means so much it's more than the championship yeah. for a lot of IndyCar drivers. Oh, yeah. And they will flat out admit it. IndyCar like, champions, obviously it's a great achievement, yeah, but, but winning the Indy 500, 500 is yeah. like... That's where you're remembered. Race. It's like Le Mans and WEC, right? Like yeah. winning the WC championship. Oh, Monaco and F1. No, it's not. No, championship <laughs> is the one. I will admit that. Yeah, F1 championship over Monaco. I was giving that to you, Tommy, but yeah. that's uh, fine. Even you, amazing. Even right. right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, this uh, has been going on for a, a long 17 time. 17-hour podcast. Just because the race was so good, like Monaco, you just... Yeah. You never know what's Keep happen. it on the calendar for the next 500 years. Um, yeah, still not convinced, but yeah. for listening. If you're still here, thank you. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a long one, but uh, it's very warm in here as well. But uh, we'll see you next time for the Canadian Grand Prix. Adios. Bye. Adios, do you not mean... Au revoir. Au revoir. It wasn't meant to be tied in with Canada, but let's do it. Au revoir. (laughs) Bye. we play. (laughs) We. Bye. Goodbye. Well done. (laughs) Well done, Baku. Well done, Montreal. (laughs) It hasn't even happened yet. Well done, Monaco. Yeah. Yeah, well done, Monaco. What a race.